Imagine if all the theaters actually went under and the last movie you saw was Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, at least it saves me from being or having to say that the last movie I saw was The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> that Ray becoming all the Jedi oh killed theaters everywhere forever. <laughs> You you became all the streaming services and killed all the theaters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, um, as uh, well, I guess technically it's two weeks from last Tuesday. I got my second vaccine shot, so technically I can go back out into the world and not be afraid of catching a deadly virus. You know, thanks for you know finally after a year of working with the public being told like it's okay but whatever um <laughs> yeah i mean i i got my second vaccine so i can go out but i'm not sure i want to because fuck the public yeah but um but i don't know we'll i mean i'm starting to shirt. warm back up to the idea of being able to uh you know go out and do things i just if it's gonna be crowded i don't want to go even if i i'm not gonna yeah. catch anything i i still just i don't like crowds it's like i don't like crowds and i don't like that everybody else is in a stampede to go back out and do things it's like cool you you go do those things i'm just gonna stay home where i was always happier you even before everybody else had to stay home and got miserable about it i just prefer it so so yeah so when black widow yeah comes uh, out okay. on streaming I, and theaters i will probably stay home and just watch it at home um maybe by september when shang chi is in theaters i will venture into a theater i mean i think my biggest problem with theaters at this point is just the the fact that you have to take time out of your schedule to go there and that when a movie releases exclusively in theaters, your only option is to take time out of your schedule and go there immediately. Otherwise, people are just going to tell you yeah. the whole plot. And so I either need to just resign myself to the fact that I'm just going to be told the entire plot of everything because I don't want to get back into that rhythm of every time a new movie comes out. Well, I guess my Friday afternoon is spoken for now. Or... um yeah, no, it's just yeah. It's I either have to go to a theater because that's the only option, or you know, like I I don't think I like I I would be okay with going to a theater if I could watch the movie at home and know that I like it, and then decide hey this would be fun to see in a group in front of a big screen, and then I would you know find a time that works at a theater. It wouldn't feel like an obligation. Then. Yeah, I... Like just something to do because I want to. I I actually like the theater experience, just not when there's a huge crowd. I, I like when, they, when mm. I don't know, the theater's like a third to a halfway full. Yeah, because like, you, you I still have get Wednesdays like off. Reactions. If I got to see a... Th yeah, like, seeing <clears> a movie in a theater at noon on a Wednesday would be great. But by that point, the entire yeah. movie has been spoiled and analyzed and reacted to, and I'm just sick of it. So I, I yeah. don't want see, to I, see I, I just don't pay attention <laughs> to all that shit. I mean, like, I'm I, off Twitter at this point, but I'm still in the media box, and it's still going to happen there. 
yeah. See, I, I just don't really care about spoilers, so um, I guess I'm immune. Um, but yeah. I'll also um, I hate I hate I don't know discourse. <laughs> I guess is mm. what people call it now. Um, the discourse, just with a capital D. Like, uh, yeah, I I hate. I hate the general consensus because mm. it like like it, it's kind of how I started feeling about like the the Zack Snyder Justice League. Like at at some point, I get tired of people just shitting on the thing just for the sake of shitting on it. Yeah, like I yeah. I like and I like, like people's individual it can just opinions. A race to the yeah, yeah. Like it becomes a snarkiest, race to have the, the hottest snarkiest hot comment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's why Suicide Squad was good, actually. Like, Here's okay. why Suicide Squad is better up. than this good movie, actually. <laughs> Here's why the Suicide Squad yeah, like is have... really good, and you should show it respect, actually. <laughs> like that. Here's why Suicide like, Squad I... cured all the problems <laughs> in my life, actually. <laughs> Here's why Suicide Squad uh, saved the DC. Here's why Suicide Squad is a war crime, actually. <laughs> Here's why Suicide Squad is the worst comic book movie ever. Which, by the way, um, Fantastic Four exists. So, well, yeah, I mean, um, oh, man. Catwoman. That no, wasn't. Um, I, I mean, sure. There's what? Uh, what is the worst? You mean the Roger? Let's Carlin just go one, there. I assume or Fant Four Stick. Fant Four. Okay, yeah. If we're gonna okay, if we're gonna make a list of the worst, Fant Four Stick is up there. <laughs> um, Electra was parts of it were fine. A lot of it was just boring. It wasn't amazing. Uh, yeah. Supergirl from the seventies was never... bad. I mean, it, I mean, it, yeah. It's it's from. You know, if, if should we put a cutoff date of like two thousand as the earliest we can go, just to um, remove all that stuff from like the nineties and the eighties and the seventies, or because there's some stinkers in there. Like let's, you know, the let's, let's have a the seventies Captain off. America, the nineteen ninety Captain America. Um, let's cut off at the nineties. Dolph Lundgren Punisher. I, um, I think I think the nineties is is safe because that that includes us with. Like the okay, so we got Batman and Robin, the Joel Schumacher, which is campy. Yeah, which but, I yeah. I can watch that movie. Like it's it's not good, but it's not you know. Like I'm not I'm, mm. I'm never gonna sit down and watch Fantastic Four again, but I will I'll watch yeah uh, Batman and Robin. I mean, I would watch Fantastic Four and Rise of the Silver Surfer. I mean, I don't know that I'd enjoy them, but I would sit through them. Uh, Fant Four Stick, you know the the reboot one. No, no, that one's that one's bad. Um, the Hellboy reboot was pretty bad. Um, oh, I haven't seen it. I mean, it was just like oh, we should watch Hellboy. I, I rented it, and I don't remember. Hmm. Yeah, it's not a bad like one, two, and the reboot. 
or yeah, just and to maybe do? we could add some other thing in there just because. <laughs> mm. Because I, I mean, I yeah, feel like if we yeah. if we watch just Hellboy, then I'm I'm just gonna say, damn, I like Ron Perlman. <laughs> oh, mm. Pacific. Well, we could watch Pacific Rim. That would be nice. Any other okay. um, Ron Perlman movie? Any other? Yeah. Let's see what what else. Uh, what else can we just comic throw book in there? Adjacent Ron Perlman. Alien Resurrection. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll just watch Alien Resurrection. Yeah, we're just gonna skip past all the Which... good ones and get right into there. <laughs> Which, by the way, that was the first Alien movie I've ever seen. Hmm. I watched it on AMC when I was like twelve. <laughs> no, well, no, not hmm. twelve. Like maybe fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I think the first one I saw was Alien One, and it was on. Might have, it was like AMC or Sci-Fi or you know some channel. Yeah, when AMC wasn't just zombie shows, yeah. and also other shows that are not as popular as the zombie show. Yeah. Uh, okay, but uh, so okay, bad superhero movies. Um, I assume we're not counting like straight to DVD like, ones. The, those had like no budget. No, like the I think theatrical release is the uh, bare minimum we, we'll go with. Um, there was Halle Berry's Catwoman, which is bad, yeah. but it's so notoriously bad that it's kind of funny. Yeah, I. Th- I think Catwoman is funny <laughs> mm. because, like, like they, she has the worst one-liners. I I wish I could remember some, mm. but all I remember is like her trying to give one-liners and just failing. Um, um, Man of Steel, I feel like, is really bad in how like weighty and intellectual it thinks it is, and really isn't. Yeah. Did did you know that there was a? I I mean, you just said you got off Twitter, so I don't mm-hmm. want to get into it too okay. much. But there was a Twitter I thing. I mean, I've, I've been like off over Twitter the past for a while, week or so. two, where like somebody asked, like, "What's the, what's the better superhero movie, Man of Steel or Logan?" <laughs> was there a contest? I mean, I assume there must like, have been a contest, fuck? because the Spurs fans are insane, but... Oh, I mean... Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's unreal. Mm. It's like, what? what's your favorite Spider-Man movie? Um, Amazing Spider-Man Spider-Man Man 3 or, or Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 3. How about that? That's a decision. Yeah, Spider-Man 3. By the way. Spider-Man 3 is... That, that was an easy yeah. pick. Yeah. It's entertaining. Yeah. I love Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, Shut up. Yeah, well, we rewatched it a couple months ago, and it's... You know, it, it's a yeah. loaded. It doesn't do all the characters justice, but for what it was, it's... it At least... It doesn't yeah. feel... It, you know, like, like some you know superhero movies that have come since don't feel like... Like the stories matter at all, 
and three felt like it took you know like, i don't know just it, even in the parts where it it felt like you know studio mandate interference was going on it still felt yeah. like a movie i guess i don't know how to how to phrase it like it like most individual parts of spider-man 3 work mm. it's when you shove them all together like yeah, like, like the Venom stuff is they, rushed they at the apart. end, and I think that's the worst part of it, is that, you know, the, they spent so much time yeah. with the Black Suit saga, that then when we finally get Venom, they just blow him up and he's dead. Like, that felt like it should have yeah. been split into a second movie, and, you know, give that more time to be a thing, and just make this be the Sandman and Symbiote yes. costume movie. Yeah, it's like, oh, Eric Foreman's evil now. Um, make a loud noise and blow him up. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he breaks up with MJ and then also kill James Franco. Okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, they they did the whole second Goblin arc, and he he didn't get a Goblin costume and had just a weird ski mask and stuff. But whatever, <laughs> it's fine. You know, aside from the weird Gotta hit that extreme sports crowd. Yeah. Oh, and throw Gwen Stacy in there and have her just be arm candy and do nothing mm. except be a damsel in distress. Yeah. Which, I mean, they already had MJ. So, I mean, I'm not, like, too upset about that. It's just... <laughs> I don't know. Have her die or something. That would have been funny. Yeah, I mean, they they <laughs> like they kind of re- it seemed like they reached the end of what they knew to do with the whole Peter MJ relationship. So they just threw in a bunch of obstacles to make it chaotic yeah. again. Yeah, it's like how do you how do you make conflict between Peter and MJ at that point? Yeah. Um, like have Peter be an asshole, I guess, and have asshole Peter be even more of an asshole because of the Venom suit. And have an amnesiac James Franco manipulating MJ. (laughs) I love that we we will never call him Harry Osborn. Mm. He will always be James Franco. No, because the real Harry Osborn is Dane DeHaan from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Fair. <laughs> and his stupid little vampire teeth. Yep. No, wait, is that a different thing I'm thinking of? Or no, yeah. that also, actually happened. Also, there's a rumor right? going around now that uh, Willem Dafoe is coming back as the Green Goblin, and he's going to be the main villain of Spider-Man: No Way Home. I don't know how much credibility to give that rumor, but we'll see, I, I guess I hope they just sample him. Like singing the Itsy Bitsy Spider from Spider Man mm-hmm. One and segue that into um Electro <laughs> mm. making electric it it itsy bitsy spider music. Mm. Uh okay, so So it's Catwoman, right? We're we're just we're just gonna go with Catwoman or Fant Forest Stick. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I would rather put Fant Forest Stick because that one just isn't fun to watch. The like Catwoman has yeah. the redeeming value of or being inter- fun. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, Catwoman's stupid and therefore slightly entertaining. Um, Fan Four Stick is just dull, like extremely dull. Yeah. It it doesn't feel like anything happens. Yeah. No. It. And it's stupid, but not 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 fun. Stupid. Just like and, and behind the, the scenes, there was so much chaos stupid. that it it's kind of amazing the movie came <clears throat> out at all. You know. It, it's it's a train wreck on all levels. Yeah. Um, um. Should we talk about the thing we watched? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, Harley Quinn TV show is a really good show, as I've been saying for months since I it's watched great. it. Um, I don't know how much yeah. there's going to be to say specifically about it because it's good. Uh, it's good. Go watch it. Is the the main thing to say about it? But yeah, honestly, the less you know about it, the better. So here we are talking about mm-hmm. it, um, including the plot points, even though they're not yep super important, except for the end of the seasons. Yeah, I only wrote down three um, notes from the show. Uh, my three notes are that my favorite character is Poison Ivy. Um, that Cyborgman is yeah. a funny pun. And that uh, Batman's metal suit has a dick <laughs> missile. <laughs> it, it sure is. <laughs> He's a Jewish cyborg, so his name is Cyborgman. Yep. Of course. Yep. Oh my god. Um, what was your third note? I, I, I was kind of hysterically laughing so uh yeah the batman's uh, metal suit has a dick missile oh does it i'd never even it, it was like a blink and you miss it thing which is why i wrote it down because when he's fighting bane in the metal suit uh he uh like bane pins him down and this like flap opens up on his dick and a missile pops out and shoots him oh yeah because uh <laughs> Um, Gordon was talking about that early in the episode. I forgot. Mm. That's right. <laughs> he was like, "I need a, I need a cod piece that shoots a rocket." Yeah. And, and Batman was like, "Like what the fuck? That's the stupidest idea I've ever yeah. heard." And then he's fighting pain in his robot suit, and he's pinned out. Yeah. 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 Also, Gordon was. I like Gordon's characterization. Uh, in this. I love this show is this like yeah guy who's just he's got like drinking problems he's kind of strung out and he just wants batman to be his friend and hang out with him and batman is too serious for that yeah and he's also just majorly insecure (laughs) and you know so overreacts to everything His his wife obviously hates him, and he he can't come to terms with it really. Yeah. I mean, she left him, didn't? And then he gets she, divorced. Think, yeah. 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 <laughs> it that it was uh. Uh. Okay, so spoiler. Uh, <laughs> in, in the second season, um, got. Gotham is basically in an apocalyptic state yeah, there, where there's really no it, rule. It's a loose adaptation of the No Man's Land comic where an earthquake wrecked Gotham yeah. and the supervillains divided up the city, you know, as their own turf while the country just disavowed 
any, you know, control over Gotham. Yeah, and uh, Gordon lost control of the police station. Yeah, and yeah the police all became henchmen. He's, like, for, back like, at home. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, even Cheryl. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, the, the you know, police men so, and Cheryl, because she's not a man, she's a woman. Yeah. To be acknowledged separately. Yeah. Yeah, every 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 time Gordon would would say something, he'd be like, "Men and Cheryl, uh go to this place, arrest, yeah. I don't know, the penguin, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> and uh So yeah, when when Gordon's wife divorces him, it's like after Gotham is already fucked. Yeah. Gordon just lost the police station. He's like, you know what, honey? We can do this as long as we're together. And she, without without even looking at him, is uh, like, Jim, I want a divorce. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's where the scene mm. ends. Yep, and then he's Which, just laying uh, around at home with, in his boxers, eating Cheetos and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um... Oh, also the there's a there's a gag in the first episode where um, Calendar Man forgets his son's birthday, mm. <laughs> which is so stupid, but it was funny to me. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, I, I like remember the dates exactly of what happened. Every, you know, when every oh. prisoner enters or leaves uh, Arkham. Because they ask, like, how many days has Harley yeah. been here? And he knows the, it to the, the situ- day. And he's like, oh, but you don't know your son's birthday. He's like, well, I think it's like yeah. June-ish. Yeah. Yeah, the, the situation is Harley is in Arkham. And they're, they're at, like, the, the stereotypical, um, like, visit uh, through the glass with the phone yeah. type deal. Uh, at the, like, as in a, like in a prison. Yeah. And Calder Man's just off in the corner talking to his family. And um, his his son his son is like, Dad, I know you'll make it through prison. I brought you this cactus. <laughs> and the Arkham guards like steal the cactus and throw it away. Yeah, yeah, because they, that's how they establish <laughs> that if Poison Ivy gets but, anywhere near a plant, she can just take over the whole prison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, Harley is there <laughs> because like, uh, Joker abandoned her and said he would come back for her. And she's just been clinging to that, and they're trying to convince her that no, he's not coming back. So they ask Calendar Man, you know, how long has she been here? Right. And he knows it to the date. And then that's when his, like, I guess his ex-wife or whatever is like, oh, you know that, but you don't know yeah. your son's birthday. Yeah. And and then his son um, like tries to give him a cactus, and the, the Arkham guards yell at him. Yeah. He's like, "Like no wonder your dad forgot your birthday. You're stupid enough to bring a plant in here with poison ivy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I love this show. I I mm. want. You, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Venture Brothers. Mm. Um, with the the way the way the heroes and villains work, mostly, mm. um, where like it, like like yeah, they're killing and stealing and whatever, 
but also it's mostly like just for show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like the um, show gets horrifically violent, except it's not really horrific when it happens, because it's all done for comedy. It's just really yeah. bloody. With, with a few exceptions, which I guess we can talk about mm. later. Yeah. Um, like when, when Harley bites Penguin's nose off and then stabs him in the neck and lets him bleed out. Mm. Or when Joker melts Scarecrow's face. Oh yeah, or when the Queen of Fables um, oh yeah she like massacres an entire family reunion. <laughs> yeah, I had to look that up. Like she is a yeah. character from the comics, and there was a storyline where she was imprisoned in a tax code book at the end of it, and that's like the main story. She's I knew that had for. to she's, be real. Like she's been in some other stuff, but the tax code thing is like her main story from like the late eighties, I think. <clears throat> it's also a convenient way to get rid of the Justice League at the end of the first mm. season. Because, like, how else are you going to get, like, Superman and Wonder Woman out of the way? You can't have Harley beat Superman. You could, you could have her, like, do all kinds of crazy shit because it's a comedy show with her as the main character, but you can't have her beat Superman. Mm. Yeah, and then they kind of got them out of the way... In the second season with Poison Ivy's pheromones. Yeah. And then they just didn't show up for some reason. Yeah, they were busy. I mean, I guess the end of that season was the police trying to capture Harley Quinn and, uh, I guess, you know, Poison Ivy and everybody. Like, all the villains who were in attendance at, uh, the, yeah. uh, the wedding. Uh, because Gordon just wants to prove the red to wedding, the I guess. President that he's uh, capable of because, reopening uh, Gotham. The supervillains murdered a lot of people. <laughs> well, a lot of like raiding policemen, which I mean, they're raiding a wedding, so you know, they paid to be there and everything. Um, I. I don't know whether to like try to talk about the story or not because it it's I don't know like it's just very tied to whatever Harley wants to be doing at that moment. Okay, Discord froze up, so I heard none of that. Jade, are you still there? Oh, there you're back. Yeah. Now Discord uh, decided to be a piece of shit, and I didn't hear like any of that. Okay, is this working now? I hope so. Oh, good. I switched to my phone. Yeah, I I figured. I don't know what happened. Um, uh, Discord's a piece of shit, and my computer just—I don't know. I mean, it, it's a few years old. It's not that old, but uh, it just seems like it doesn't like having uh, that many things running at once. So, whatever. It's only got to run Audacity now because I'm doing Discord through the phone. But okay. my voice will sound just as crisp to everybody else listening because. Uh, Audacity's recording through the good microphone. I'm sure it sounds like shit on your end, though. Uh, it sounds different, but I can still understand you, so... Uh, okay. <clears throat> um. Okay, yeah, so... So, what, what, what time is your recording at? I just want to <laughs> see... Um, it's... Right now, it's 
29.50, it's getting close to 30. 29.52, okay. 29.55. Yeah, I, I think you're a little behind me, but... Um, uh, I, I think I, I pushed the record button like half a second after I uh, said record. Okay, wow. But even then, my audacity, I think because the way my computer, it just, you know, it it just forgets to do things sometimes. Like, <laughs> I notice when I'm editing, I have to keep, um, like, either shortening your end or extending mine because mine keeps clipping out little bits of audio here and there, so. Huh. Which only occasionally causes... I guess I'll leave this part in for listeners if they've ever noticed in the past that I'll be in the middle of saying something and, like, a word will just not be there that should be there. Um, yeah, that's because um, my computer just blipped out and skipped that, you know, millisecond. So the word went away with it. Fun recording issues that we've never had before. Never. Mm. No. No, this is a top tier show. With, uh, <laughs> like, ten followers. Yeah. <laughs> Last I checked. Which, which just makes it more stressful because we can't lose one or else uh, we'll be moved down a digit. Yeah, oh no, I might lose all that ad revenue. Yeah. <laughs> this... This episode brought to you by, I don't know, what what's a really old... Um, Shake White. Yeah. <laughs> this. this episode of Shack Punk is brought to you by Shake Weight. Shake your problems away. I don't know. Um, yeah, just... Jack off a dick. Work stroke in hand, yeah. <laughs> Are you a prospective porn artist um, who... Wants to get really good at jacking off several people at once. Get more than one shake weight. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Harley Quinn. <laughs> uh, uh, well, let's see. Bane is doing a Dark Knight Rises impression <laughs> through the whole thing. I it's love great. it. Bane, Bane is the best. Yeah. <laughs> This is a very important night for young Joshua. Curse you, Todd! <laughs> I'll blow up the office chair. <laughs> yeah, no, just, anytime something makes him mad, he's gonna blow up. <laughs> Lex, Lex Luthor is explaining stuff about the Legion of Doom. He's like. And this is our requisitions office where we uh, can get a lot of things and Bane's like, like explosions! And uh, Lex is like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck explosions are, but we do have explosives. Yeah, and then Two-Face ends up giving him a pit that is like the pit from Dark Knight Rises and it's where he can have group therapy sessions with the criminals. He turns it into an actual rehabilitation center. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is a place for the criminally capable, not the criminally insane. <laughs> the criminally capable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
sorry. I'm sorry. It's just really funny. Yeah. Um, no. Nope. Official Shaq Funk approved. Go watch it. Yeah. Um. If if you like very like stupid, occasionally absurd comedy that sometimes breaks the fourth wall and um, sometimes gets extremely violent. Um, mm. Watch Harley Quinn. Also, yeah. if you only if you want to pay for HBO Max, which I guess I did. Or I mean, seasons one and two are both available on DVD and Blu-ray and digital, so they can be purchased and watched yeah. indefinitely. I also watched other things though because I paid fifteen dollars. God damn it! I'm gonna get my money out of it. Hmm. Did you watch Kill la Kill? Because I think Kill la Kill is on HBO Max now. Oh no! I I own that on Blu-ray, and that was much more expensive. Mm. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, Fucking... I mean, I looked into the Blu-ray at one point, and it's no, it's it's got to be streaming or nothing because the discs are just too much. Anaplex doesn't fuck around. They they know, they know what their licenses are worth, um, mm. and they price accordingly. So, or whoever they license them out to, Viz or whoever. Anyway, um, where were we? Kite Man. Uh, other stuff you watched? No. Oh, Kite Man. Let's talk about Kite Man. Mm. Kite Kite Man is a douche, but. <laughs> He's also very likable because he's so mm. genuine, um, and that is a very fine line to walk. But they somehow pulled it off. Mm. Um, also, I feel bad for Kite Man <laughs> because, like the the whole second season was basically just like ruining his relationship because Ivy has to get together with Harley at the end. Yeah, like, I wasn't expecting, you know, when I got to the end of season, like, when I saw season one, season two hadn't all come out yet, and, you know, I I wasn't going to sign up for streaming to watch it, so I'd, I I was surprised at the end of season one that Harley and Ivy hadn't gotten together, and that yeah. she was still with Kite Man, and then it took the whole second season for them to break that off and have her get with Harley, which ended up being mostly because Harley's kind of selfish. Oh yeah, Harley does everything wrong, but still gets her way because the universe is working it, for her. Her name is the title of the show. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I mean, it. it's fine for a comedy show, right? It just doesn't work for the drama that they're trying yeah. to go with. Um because it's like, yeah, Harley actually does do everything wrong. Like multiple times, she abandons like the only people who are help who's helping her. Um, yeah. But so oh, she gets them all back, except eventually Doctor Psycho. After like the fourth time that she does something um, to wrong him. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like Har- Harley is funny, but also she she is not likable. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and it's like everybody makes their lives 
and they're like their choices revolve around her. Yeah. Yeah, it's like all the other, all the other characters are. Well, most of the other characters are. Hmm. How am I trying to say this? Well, like, it's the other character. I mean, there's King Shark, there's Clayface. Um. Yeah. King Shark, who is great. Yeah, um, yeah, King Shark, Clayface, you know, they're fun. Uh, Frank, the killer plant. Yes. Yeah. The, the plant gay best friend who also, like, ate a family. <laughs> Poison Ivy asked, like, what happened to that, to that kid I paid to water the plants? So I was like... Oh, I don't think he's coming back. And then he spits up like a, a skeleton. And then, <laughs> parents are going to come looking for him. And say, oh, you don't have to worry about that either. <laughs> <laughs> he spits up two more skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, in the I. Speaking of. Um, hilarious moments um, when people die um, the Queen of Fables episode where after she kills the whole family and the the last surviving member um, throws himself into an electric fence and gets electrical powers hmm. um, and uh, like uh, they Har- Harley beats him up but he's still alive and uh, the Queen of Fables is leaving and he's talking to Harley. He's like, did I do it? Did I get revenge? Uh, and Harley's like, yeah, buddy, you did. And then all, all of a sudden, the Queen of Fables just stabs him through the back of the neck. Yeah. <laughs> With a spear. Yeah, uh, and she's just laughing off like, oh, shit, all that talk yeah. about ending all the bloodline, <laughs> and I almost didn't do it. All that talk about ending the bloodline. He's like... <laughs> Like, no, yeah, because remember. If, if you kill someone's entire family and you leave one alive, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, one comes back around, wants revenge for the horrible murder of his family. That's why it's easier to just end the bloodline. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? Like I, I feel like we're just reciting jokes, but well, yeah. I mean that that's what happens when we watch good things on the, the show. Yeah, it's it's a lot harder to talk about good things. Um, yeah. Should we talk about bad superhero movies again? Um, like what? Um, I don't know. What's the last bad superhero movie I watched? Um, One of the X-Men ones, probably? Yeah, I guess Apocalypse. Yeah. Um, But even that, I had fun with it. Because it was kind of over the top. Hmm. Um, Should we talk about the other movies you watched on HBO Max? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's, Let's go with... Birds Start of Prey. with the Harley Quinn, yeah. Yeah. Birds of Prey. Wow, what a what a sometimes fun movie and other times annoying because mm. it focuses on Harley Quinn. 
<laughs> and I don't I don't really like Harley Quinn <laughs> I guess is what I'm finding out about myself um, yeah I, mean, I think the first time I watched it I thought it was a, a fun movie I mean it, it gets compared to Deadpool in you know it's got that kind of humor to it and I thought it was a fun movie but the Black Mask is really unpleasant to watch and because yeah. of that I haven't you know, I've tried to rewatch it, and I just can't because anytime it gets to Black Matt, I mean, one, he's just you know, a, like a gross asshole, but also like, the way he cuts people's faces off just sickens me in a way that I just can't watch it. Yeah, it's like, like <clears throat> it's like fun like, screwball comedy, and also people who just I don't know said the wrong thing to him once. Now they're hanging upside down, and he's slicing their faces off. Yes, yeah. it's, it's like gross horror movie shit going on in this. Yeah, it's 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 not like the good kind of horrible, um, like sadistic bad guy that you want to see get his comeuppance. Hmm. Um, because it's because with that kind of villain, like in in a in a cheesy like mostly comedic movie like birds of prey like, yeah you want him to be an asshole like yeah. you want him to be an asshole you don't want him to be like an absolute monster yeah um, like a you know gross hannibal lecter serial killer yeah like hannibal Who lecter would not is, do good in a comedy you know just kind of a weird gross misogynist yeah but but also he does you know just brutally murder people yeah like Doctor Psycho in in the Harley Quinn show is also a misogynist and um, a secondary character, but he gets his ass kicked all the time and called out on it. Yeah. So it's yeah. Fun. No, every, oh. even Dark Side is like the man who said the c words that even I would not dare say. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Psycho got canceled because he called Wonder Woman a cunt. Yeah. No, and then well, he he went on TV to try to apologize to Giganta and ended up calling her a cunt too. <laughs> oh, and oh, the 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 scene when he he goes to meet his son, uh, and it's Giganta's house, and he hmm. he walks in and he's having a fight with Giganta, and and she's like, I don't want you here anymore. I I'm too busy receiving cunnilingus from my new boyfriend, Brad. <laughs> And Psycho's like, only weak men do that. And then uh, Brad's eating an ice cream cone, and he he like forms it into like a perfect replica replication of uh, the statue of David or something. Psycho's like, we also didn't talk about Maxi Zeus or Mister Freeze. Oh, Maxi Zeus, which is (laughs) yeah. Man, Which is a real, sick. it's like a real Batman villain. Oh yeah, I mean, I, if he wasn't invented for the animated series, I mainly know him from the animated series. But yeah, he's like a public speaker for supervillains, the motivational speaker. Yeah. But really, he just you know wants to like <laughs> manipulate women so he can fuck them. Yeah. Then Harley's <laughs> gang. Um, Breaks into his house and beats him up. Yeah. And well, Clayface is there like, I'm your long-lost son. Because every <laughs> acting role he does... Like, if, 
They, they haven't played like decoys, but he always comes up with a complicated, dramatic backstory for every one of them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and because they I, lean I like... really hard into the you know Clayface being an actor thing that is you know usually just like touched on in other versions. Yeah. Because if if it was like actual Clayface, he he would just be like a, a regular villain, and you can't yeah. have that. Um, but I mean, because so, regular Clayface has the backstory that he was a stage actor. It just right. Usually, it's like the tragedy that he was a stage actor and now he's a monster, and he feels like yeah. he can't go back like, to that life. But like now, he can perfectly like mimic anybody, but he can't be an actor because he's also a monster. Yeah. Um. But yeah, in but this the, one, no, he's th- just an overzealous actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just—he's using his powers to be an actor, and he's just way too campy for anyone's taste. <laughs> <laughs> except for, except for fake Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah. I—I <laughs> I love that part where he's—he's he's singing as the the wedding is going up in flames. Mm. And then fake Tim Burton is just standing there, like watching him with a tear in his eye. And then Catwoman's like, "Come on, Gary, we need to get out of here." Mm. (laughs) Yeah, and then there's also Mister Freeze, who like his wife Nora is frozen with a facial expression that says she was, you know, like imprisoned this way. Yeah, turns out no, she she wasn't. It's just an unfortunate way her face set when he froze her to preserve her from the disease she had yeah it it turns out mr freeze actually isn't a villain he he's been doing his thing the the whole time to like kill as few people as possible but also uh yeah, bring the other villains back. in check enough that yeah. they you know don't cause wanton damage yeah like they they froze harley and they wanted to kill harley but freeze was like no, just keep her as a trophy so she doesn't die. Yeah. Um. And then <laughs> I, I I forget what leads up to it, but at some point, um, Poison Ivy's like, "Yeah, good job, Harley. You you're about to kill the most woke um, supervillain in Gotham, or something like that." Yeah, because Harley gets a hold of the freeze ray, unfreezes Nora, thinking she's you know doing the right thing there. And then Nora gets unfrozen, and no, she really did have the disease, and she really did love Victor, and uh, and now she's dying, and so then yeah, they, they I don't remember they, they they bring Poison Ivy in because she's the only one who can come up with the the chemical yeah, cure because she's a biochemist yeah um, in her backstory yeah <clears throat> yeah and then. Uh, and that requires Victor to die in a blood transfusion that saves Nora. Yeah, it requires like a full blood transfusion, which I don't even know is, if that's possible. But no, nah, they I just they needed a dramatic world. reason for uh, Mister Freeze to die saving Nora, so yeah. that Harley could feel bad about fucking up. Um, <laughs> and then and then Nora comes back later and goes on yeah, in the bachelorette uh, party. Yeah, Themyscira. And she ends up fucking Maxi Zeus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which. Oh, man. Um, she must have a thing for, like, bad supervillains. Mm. Um, 
so Birds of Prey was there like anything else in that movie? I mean, um, I I, I think the, the movie is fine. It's just I don't know. The tone is a little all over the place. Yeah, it it needed a more fun villain. Like the, the actor, I forget who it is. It, like he he's hamming it up, but it, it's oh, I think it was Ewan McGregor. Who did it was Obi Wan doing that one. Black right, Mask. right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Oh shit! How did I not remember that? Well, he didn't say hello there. <laughs> I guess that's true. Although I'm blowing up, the force will be with you always. Mm. Um. Hello there. I'd like to remove your face now. <laughs> General. Yeah. <laughs> so uncivilized. <laughs> It <laughs> finishes slicing someone's face off and then just looks down at his bloody hands. He's so uncivilized. Yeah. Also, Zaz was in a movie, which is weird because he he doesn't usually get prime time spots um, on Batman things. Yeah, I think he had like a bit part in Batman Begins or something. Yeah, yeah, they might have mentioned him, but. He's just like a a crazy guy who does knife stuff. Yeah, but I mean he he's like a regular serial killer um, in a world with super villains. So mm. I guess I guess that's his role. Um, yeah, I mean that's usually you know any time he shows up, it's because they're trying to go like hardcore and look how brutal this guy is. He kills yeah. people and then he scars his own skin. Yeah, that that's why to show like it in the pit in Harley Quinn. He's like, oh man, if Ban can reform Zayas, he can reform anybody. Mm. Um. Oh, we didn't talk about ripped Riddler. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Riddler <laughs> works out a lot. Yeah, they they kidnap Riddler so he can run on a hamster wheel and generate power. Um, and then at at the end he gets free. And he is absolutely jacked and muscular, and can um, can actually win, like win a fight, like a physical fight against the uh, Harley and her goons. Yeah. Um. And they're like, wow. Since you got jacked, your riddles have really been suffering <laughs> because he just punches people now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Birds of Prey, like, it, it's it's fun, like, it's a good watch, but also, like, I don't like Margot Robbie's um, Harley voice, it, it's annoying to me. Mm. Um, all the other characters don't really get enough time to really get to know them right. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's it's a Harley Quinn movie, and like the Birds of Prey are just side characters that don't even yeah do much or feel like I guess Huntress had some stuff to do, kinda, but it it's like if if you go back and think about it, like they all they all did stuff. It's just it's not presented in a significant way. 
Yeah. Um, like on screen. Yeah. Now I saw Birds of Prey before the Harley Quinn cartoon, and felt like they were both trying to tell the same story, but Harley Quinn yeah. the cartoon did it so much better. The whole like yeah, story yeah. of Harley and the Joker breaking up and Harley figuring out what that means for her as a person. Right. But they they both end up being like, oh, she's still kind of bad, but not really. Yeah. Um, they they want to turn her into some kind of like antihero, I guess. Mm. Yeah, is... I mean the comics have done that. Yeah. And it, it's it's kind of like with Venom in Spider Man, how it's like this villainous character just became so popular, and they had you know enough redeeming qualities that they were able to swing. Saying like, okay, yeah, we're gonna make him a headliner, and they're going to be an anti-hero now. Yeah, because I, I mean that that makes sense why they made Poison Ivy like her uh, partner, because mm. she she only ever had good intentions. Mm. Um, even if her good intentions involve murdering people. <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, I mean Poison Ivy more like. Poison Ivy murders people. Yeah. Most people in the, <clears throat> that cartoon's universe murder people. It seems like. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, like pretty much everybody except Batman <laughs> and, and Alfred and Batgirl. I mean, even Gordon then, he like people. he like painted a wall with the guy's blood because he punched them so hard and they fell in a dumpster. Mm. <laughs> like Batman has killed people. <laughs> mm. Oh. Since we're talking about Batman, good for them for bringing back uh, Diedrich Bader for the voice. Mm. I I I love Brave and the Bold, so I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the voices all you did feel if they weren't like people who have already done the role, they felt like people who fit for that role. Yeah, I, like a a lot of the voices are just celebrities. Uh, mm. But <clears throat> Like Batman Oh shit who else Oh uh, Darkseid Darkseid was uh, Michael Ironside mm. Who is the same as from uh, Su- Superman the animated series And Justice League So oh. that was cool too so that means it's canonical. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, shit. I feel like I have a lot of things to say, but I don't know how to say them. Because, mm. um, like, <laughs> we talk about Birds of Prey, and then we just keep going back to Harley Quinn. Because oh, it's yeah. more, I mean, more interesting to he- talk about. Like, it seems like talking about other things is making me remember things about Harley Quinn. Because <clears throat> um, I also remember, like, Catwoman and some fun stuff in oh, yeah. Harley Quinn show. The, the, the Catwoman in this show is, like, the coolest, most competent like female supervillain, but also just doesn't really care about anybody or what they think. Yeah. Which just makes yeah, her like, seem cooler. She is a cat. Like, she, yeah. she does cool things and doesn't give a fuck about what anybody else thinks yeah so you, you turn around for a second and she's stolen everything from you yeah and is already going up through like a hole in the roof and leaving 
Yeah. And uh, and Poison Ivy, who is like too too cool for school. Um, yeah, unless it's around Catwoman. Yeah. And then she's getting <laughs> tattoos of Cop Squad. <laughs> Cop Squad. <laughs> <laughs> It's funnier if you just watch it in the show. I don't think we can do it justice trying to explain no. what Cop <laughs> You want to know the funniest joke I laughed at? And this is this is kind of uh, shameful on my part. Hmm. It's 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 uh, the Mister Freeze episode where. Um, Ivy, Ivy called Kite Man and was like, look, I don't have time to get back home and come back here. I need you to get a plant from uh, my garden and bring it here. Um, so Kite Man like picks up a, a plant that's going to paralyze him. Um, and then he picks up the right plant. So he like flies right into um, Freeze's uh, laboratory and crashes. And then it like it's a really dramatic moment because they're they're talking about um, Freeze killing himself to save his wife, mm. and then <laughs> and then Kite Man just out of nowhere, um, like in a in a crumpled heap on the floor, it's just like his wife. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's just like a perfect tension breaker. It's so stupid that I couldn't help but laugh at it. Um, but yeah, that was what made me laugh the most, which <laughs> I, I will forever be ashamed about. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember which joke was my favorite. Was it the cancer ray? Might be. <laughs> I think um, Har- uh, Harley's in like Wayne, a Wayne Tech building. She's a, yeah, like, so, just pick- some like evil tech science lab. Yeah, and she she's like just picking up like gadgets to to try to kill the henchmen that are following her, and she picks up a cancer ray and shoots a guy, <laughs> and the the guy's like Harley Quinn, you gave me cancer. Yeah, <laughs> the the line reading is perfect. Yeah, and then. Then he's like, well, screw this. I'm going home to spend time with my kids. <laughs> and then he just leaves. Yeah, and the, like, every, like, every, you know, the whole fight stops. Everyone is aghast that she shot someone with a can. You know, she didn't shoot him with a gun and just kill him. She shot him with a cancer ray. And that's worse. <laughs> I love this show. I really do. Hmm. No, it's like very self-aware. It like leans into tropes, but also is self-aware. Um, oh, actually, my favorite joke might be the the thing where Bane gets pissed off at a guy named Todd, who like <laughs> doesn't give him the right flavor of Slurpee or something. So he decides he's going to blow up the um, the you know frozen yogurt shop where Todd works, and hires out Harley Quinn's gang to be his crew for that. And then the explosion gets botched, and King Shark. Like gets blasted out of the building, and he like lands on the uh, like the getaway car. He's like, Todd doesn't work on Wednesdays. Curse <laughs> you, Todd! 
and I don't know. It's just it's funny that he's getting that mad at just this random guy who works at a you know Slurpee shop. Yeah, it like works at a fucking Starbucks. It's yeah. like paying super nemesis. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the 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 Robin episode in mm. in the first season, um, where yeah, it's Damian Wayne Robin. Yeah, which 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 is interesting because they actually do say, um, like I, I think in the second season when Joker can conf- no, is maybe at the end of the first season. When uh, Joker confronts Batman, he's like, "Remember when I killed your Robin?" <laughs> mm. Oh, you know what I just realized? Um, Joker at the end of the first season, like, knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman, but he he died, so it, it didn't really matter. Well, but yeah, then he, in the, he in the second season, and got his memory wiped essentially because his. His, like, Joker persona was erased, but then they gave him the Joker persona back, but I don't know if he got that memory back. Like, it, it seems like he should, because he, he seems to remember, like, everything that happened with Harley. Hmm. Um, like, the, their pretty cool knife fight atop the Joker Tower. Okay, yeah, so he probably does remember, and they just haven't addressed it. Like, maybe season three they'll address it, maybe yeah. they'll just leave it ambiguous. Yeah, I mean, I, did, I didn't even think about it until now. Um, yeah, 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 because he's, like, torturing Batman for fun, and then Scarecrow pulls the mask off, and Joker's like, fuck you, I didn't want to know his secret identity, that was part of the fun. <laughs> and that's when he melts Scarecrow's head. <laughs> Where's my fucking electric car, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> Like we were supposed to have electric cars, Bruce. I Wayne I Tech put in promised. my money. Yeah, I put in money for one like twenty years ago. Where's my fucking electric car, Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Damn, there's too much to talk about. Mm. Should we but talk it, about it's just the other like, movies you watched and bounce back into Harlequin as it comes up? Yeah. Is there anything else I want to say about Bird of Prey? Like, no. I, I, I like the characters. I think they're really cool. Like, um, like, I liked all the main characters, but it's just the the movie as a whole. Just, it's fun enough. Like, I'd, I'd recommend watching it once. But yeah, like yeah, I mean, yeah. One watch is good, and then after that, there's just. Not unless you really love it, there's not much point to watching it again after that. Yeah. Um the the prison cell fight scene is probably the best use of the the Snyder slow mo that I've ever seen. Mm. Because if if you're gonna have a gimmicky um, direction style like that, you might as well uh, put some like gimmicky like water effects on it to make it look cool oh yeah yeah i i don't remember the scene but water slow-mo i remember dread making good use of that yeah the the scene is harley 
is raiding um, a police department where um, Cassidy is being held after she ate the diamond that everybody wants. Mm. Um, was it Cassidy? Cassandra. Cassandra Kane. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, Harley's raiding a police station. She, like, breaks... She, like, breaks open the um, electric lock, and it, like, slowly opens the doors to all the cells um, and starts the um, the fire suppression system, so the sprinklers are all on. Um, so all kind of uh, thugs start attacking her at once. Um, and there's a very cool fight scene where she's just taking them out uh, one by one with the water effects and everything. Mm. It, it's probably my favorite scene in the movie. Just because, and li- like I said, it's like the only great use of the, the, the Zack Snyder slow-mo that is in every DC movie, even the ones not directed by Zack Snyder. Like, it was yeah, in Wonder Woman. They were, yeah, they were... You know, for at least for a while, I don't know if they still are. They were trying to make all their movies feel like part of a cohesive universe in both style and uh, continuity. So yeah, yeah, they were like Snyderisms. People had to put into. I can't. Yeah, it was. It must have ended with like. Um, Aquaman had some big action scenes, but I don't know that they were Snydery necessarily. And uh, Shazam definitely didn't do like any Snydery stuff. I I think um, between like BVS and Justice League, they were like, I don't know how much this Snyder thing is working out anymore. But then they gave him several hundred million dollars to make his own version of a movie that was already made. So yeah, wh- I mean, I what think, the fuck? I do think I it know? was post Justice League that they gave up on it. But then we had a year of theaters being shut down, and they had like I don't know seventy, eighty percent of a movie sitting on a shelf, and so they paid him to finish it. Yeah, so they could get um, attention to their fledgling streaming service. Yeah, and make um, a bunch of weird dudes on the internet very happy very happy and then very angry when they found out that the other movies that snyder's talking about that he had planned aren't going to be happening and so they released the air cut of suicide squad <laughs> well that but all, like snyder's been going on about you know his plans for justice leagues two and three and so there's the Restore the Snyderverse movement that yeah. led them to review bomb Godzilla vs. Kong because they wanted to send Warner Brothers a message that they don't want movies that aren't Snyder movies, I guess. They want um, Warners to say yes to making these other movies that Snyder had hoped to make, even though he's said, you know, currently uh, that there's no plan... For, you know, he's saying the ideas of what he was going to do, but that he has no plan to actually, or expectation to actually make them. But you know, the message that they got from Warner's when Warner's said, "Yeah, we'll finally release the Snyder Cut," is, "Hey, if we berate them long enough, they'll do it." 
so um, let's start berating them about uh, making more movies in the Snyderverse, I guess, is what the DCEU is now. Yeah, um, my recording cut out for a second, and then it came back, um, and I hope it. I hope it's still synced up, but I'm okay. not sure that it is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's always sync problems in editing. I'm. That's why I have to listen to the entire thing beginning to end to make sure yeah. that it stays synced up. Um. But yeah, that reminds me of another thing in Harley Quinn, where there there's the two dudes on the couch talking, and oh yeah, this guy with the release the Snyder cut shirt and the guy with the Last Jedi. It, the Last Jedi isn't canon shirt. <laughs> yeah, and the which tells you what year this uh, <laughs> show came out. And the the guy with the release the Snyder cut shirt was complaining about feminism and shit like that. Yeah. Which... Yeah, I mean, the, the guy with the Last Jedi shirt, aside from the shirt, wasn't as, yeah. you know, shitty as uh, the other guy. Yeah, the, the the Snyder cut shirt guy was, was the one, like, railing against, um, like, feminism and, uh... And yeah, he, he's like uh, he, you know, the worst kind of MRA nerd. <laughs> Let's go with that. He probably really likes Doctor Psycho. <laughs> we'll put it yeah. that way. Or at least you know doesn't understand why people are mad that he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the the other guy is mostly like, yeah, dude. I don't know. I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and then later, you know, toward like the end of the season, uh, Frank and the the guy who's on weed all the oh, time, yeah, his his drug uh, dealer, sitting on that same couch. Yeah, like they're, they're sitting on that same couch. Like it's the same poster behind there. So I think Frank ate both of those guys. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, because that episode it starts off with them bitching about how you know this show starring two female characters is you know. I'll, trying, you know, too hard to promote the women's agenda. Or all whatever. the Mary Sue characters. The, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and then as, uh, as if Batman and, hasn't done everything like extra that, like, like a fucking any fucking Batman story doesn't have him doing shit that would kill most like superpowered heroes and the rest of the DC universe, but. Yeah, well, yeah, but he's a guy, so it's okay. Exactly. Yeah, but, I mean, because the frame narrative is there so that they can have the punchline that uh, the episode is about Batman and not about Harley. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy do not show up in this episode. It's about Batman and Batgirl and uh, Commissioner Gordon because it's, it's following up on how, like, Batman was presumed dead at the end of season one. But the body, you know, wasn't found, and that yeah, he's in recovery in this episode. Yeah, and they're like explaining what's going on with that, and he's just like being a real brat <clears throat> to Alfred, who doesn't want him to get back on the streets to fight crime. Yeah, because he he is physically not in a good 
spot to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, and and Batgirl is uh, off fighting crime, but also being a, a you know TikTok generation. Uh, yeah. Live stream. I like this version of Batgirl. Like it. Stuff. It. <laughs> like, in a in a comedy, um, this works. Mm. Like, if it was a regular, um, like, bat just Batman show, it would not work. It would. It would feel mm. terrible, but as a Harley Quinn comedy, I mean, that, it that's, works. Yeah, like that's one of the things that kind of worries me about the Ms. Marvel show that Marvel is making because every impression I've gotten of her from like comics and video games and stuff that I've seen her and she seems like that kind of like almost parody of yeah. modern day youth of like <laughs> live streaming everything she does and being obsessed with social media like the the teenager written by 39 year olds yeah yeah so I'm you know kind of worried that that is going to be presented in a non I mean I, I Sure, you know, it's the MCU, there's comedy everywhere, so I guess it would still be comedic, but there's a line there that that they have to walk carefully to not make it just absolutely annoying to have uh, that kind of youth character. Um, Yeah. I I haven't played the Avengers game, but I've heard that she's alright in that one. Like, like she's she's more of like a a superhero fangirl. Um, instead of just like general, like teen nerd type thing, so yeah, no, I haven't played that. I've played Lego Marvel Superheroes two, and she was in that one. I mean, a lot of the jokes in that game felt like youth culture interpreted through the lens of forty somethings. Yeah, I. It's just the type of thing that never usually ages well. Hmm. I mean, yeah, even, you know, older stuff, it it wasn't good. You know, you look at, like, the X-Men, like, Jubilee and the X-Men. Yeah. Cartoon, you know, and see, like, the 40-somethings in the 90s writing about kids in the 90s, and it's just insufferable. Right. But at least she was in X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> For for yeah, a minute, got a minor role. Yep, she she could have been part of the cool squad um, with Cyclops and Jean Grey, but she wasn't. But she wanted to turn people. Into <laughs> 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 Dinosaur Ray. Um. <laughs> Yeah, why is it... I, I, wait, was Sauron a mutant? Or Sauron? Whatever the... Wait, what? <laughs> I, Sauron, the guy who wants to turn people into dinosaurs. Was he a I do not remember. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't remember. If he, I, I want to say he is an X-Men adjacent character, but that might be a, because he's from the Savage Land or something. Marvel continuity hurts my brain. So... Mm. Well, comic continuity in so general. So you were saying earlier that you watched another movie 
Uh, yeah, I watched the Mortal Kombat movie that came out like a month ago. Um, mm. It was fun and kind of stupid, but really fun, which is probably what you want out of a Mortal Kombat movie. Um, mm. There's no really cool techno, but the fights are mostly pretty good. Um, the character. <laughs> The characters are pretty funny. Kano is in the movie a lot, and he is mm. a very um, fun to watch jackass type of character. Um, the main character kind of sucks. I don't. I think he he's a movie original. Um, yeah, I heard there's like an audience insert original character they yeah. put in who's there to be confused by things that the, the you know studio heads think the audience would be confused which by. is weird because and then to tell everyone to rally together because he's the audience insert you could have literally had any of like the regular human characters in that role um yeah yeah i mean luke hang usually fills yeah. that role and in, in this in this version there's the the main character guy, and that—that that is what his name is. I think it's like Cole or something. I don't remember. Anyway. <laughs> oh shit! Actually, that reminds me. I watched. I don't have much to say about this except that it yeah, sucks. Go ahead. But I watched Tanette, and the main character of Tanette doesn't have a name. <laughs> he's just called the protagonist. <laughs> Wait, like in the universe, he's called the protagonist, or? I, I think they might have called him protagonist once in the movie, and otherwise nobody addresses him by name because he does not have a oh name. Oh my god. And that's not a major plot point. It's not a thing. He is just a guy, like a secret agent guy who becomes part of this organization that has like been studying time travel technology that's being sent backwards in time towards Oh, is that, is that that crazy no movie name. that's like a video game? It's, it's, I guess it's what Chris Nolan thinks video games are like. <laughs> okay, but it's just boring. It it's really boring until it, it's like two and a half hours, and it's maybe an hour and forty five minutes into it before the time travel stuff even starts to feel like it matters. Oh my god! Because <laughs> there it hits a point eventually where like a lot of just kind of boring action sequences have been happening and then you find out some of the characters have been traveling backwards in time through those sequences because you get to the point in the movie where they enter the backwards time and are now backwardsing through those scenes weird but it's it, it there is no like emotional core to any you know like inception is a weird and heady movie, but also the characters have enough heart to them that you can still, like, get invested in what's going on, and Tanette does not have that. It's just bland people going through action movie tropes, and also there's some time travel bullshit that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. So, that's all I have to say about Tanette. Back to Mortal Kombat. Uh. I just, I was reminded when you said that the protagonist has no name. I, mean, I watched a movie with a protagonist who was just called the protagonist. I mean, the protagonist of Mortal Kombat has a name. I just never committed it to memory because mm. he he's an original character 
in a movie with like a dozen other franchise characters who are actually important and matter um did he have the video game gamer man face where he's like kind of the military baldish cut and maybe a little scruffle but not like a full beard or mustache um, or anything no he was he was he, he's like an mma fighter who who oh. has like a i don't know like a regular like short dude haircut um okay so he wasn't the completely generic no. like star killer looking no not quite um but yeah the the story is uh well the 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 opening of the the movie is uh sub-zero um killing a japanese dude uh and his family and i think we know where that yeah. where that is going um if you know anything yeah. about mortal kombat but sub-zero and scorpion story once again yep um, and then we fast forward to the present day where um, Jack Everyman is uh, losing an MMA fight. Um, he, Jack Everyman. Yep, <laughs> that's his name. I'm going to call him... Every one of them. I'm going to call him Jack. I'm not going to call him Samurai Jack because that name is sacred. But um, yeah, but yeah he, he's, a, he's a failing MMA fighter. Who was once a champion, you know that that trope, um, mm. and then out of nowhere, like Jack, or not Jack. Oh, I shouldn't have called him Jack. His name is Jim. Um, okay, I mean, I, I think I want to call this episode Jack Everyman, though. Just okay. To <laughs> see what people think it's about from that title. I'm just realizing what I said. Yeah. No, that that's. <laughs> No, I took notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's the funniest thing I've ever said, and I didn't even mean to. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um so Jim Everyman. Um yeah. finds this tournament on an island? No. Um Here's the reason I wanted to change his name from Jack is that Jax is in the movie, so. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, Jax uh, shows up and's like, "Hey man, where'd you get that? Uh, where'd you get that mark on your chest?" He's like, "And it, it's it's the Mortal Kombat like dragon symbol." Um, mm. He's like, "And hey, what do you think of these arms? They look great, right?" Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep these forever. Yeah, look at these buff natural arms. I love these things. I've trained them all my life. If I lost them, I might yeah. die. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jax is, Jax is like, "Oh, hey, that's a that's a cool mark. Where'd you get it?" And he's like, "Oh, it's a birthmark." Um. And then later, Sub Zero attacks Jim and his family. Um, and. So Jax, Jax is around because he's uh, he's following Jim. Um, mm. So he picks he picks them up, uh, stops to fight Sub Zero, gets his arms gets his arms frozen um, and destroyed and left for dead. Um, yeah. Then Jim and his family drive out to 
uh, someplace else where Sonya is. Uh, well, Jim drops his family off at a shack in the middle of nowhere so they wouldn't be found. And then he goes find Sonya. Turns out Sonya and Jax uh, were like doing reconnaissance on the Mortal Kombat tournament where they found out that you know magic and shit exists um Mm. so they're trying to round up people with the the dragon marking because that marks them as a participant in mortal Kombat. um oh so um but it turns out shang sung has been sending like sub-zero and other fighters to murder um the the contestants before he before the tournament even starts so mm. you know he wins before there's even a contest um yeah because the elder gods aren't taking notice in this version of the story right or they they are but barely um mm. no they, like they allow some kinds of cheating and that kind of cheating is okay yeah like in i guess kind of indirect cheating but it yeah. it the elder gods don't actually oh uh, yeah it's a fighting tournament i mean if you get you know killed before a fighting tournament how good of a fighter are right. you right um so yeah jim finds sonia sonia has kano captive because he has a mark um but she doesn't um and that they find out that the only way to get a mark is to have killed someone who already possesses one. Um, <clears throat> so, then Reptile attacks. So they killed Jim Everyman. <laughs> that would have been hilarious, but no. Um, reptile attacks. Say, hey, here's your audience insert. Snap his neck. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that would have been hilarious if. Kano just got loose and like killed the main character, or if Sonya was like, "I really need that marks." So yeah, he sn- just snapped his neck. Just gun to the head. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, reptile attacks, uh, scratches half of Kano's face, um, but Kano- <laughs> then Kano kills him by ripping out his heart. Um. Mm. And yeah, Jim Everyman was kind of. Like, uh, yeah, magic, okay. Um, even though he saw, like, Sub-Zero's ice powers, but anyway. Um, mm. Yeah, reptile attacks. Kano rips out his heart. Um, Jim, Sonya, and Kano travel to the the temple with supposedly the rest of the contest where the, the rest of the contestants have gone for training in previous tournaments. Um, where they meet Liu Kang and uh, Raiden and Kung Lao Hmm. and then they have a training montage uh, where they all try to find their magic powers which I don't I don't think that's a thing in Mortal Kombat where they like unlock their magic powers Um, I, I think they all just have them already 
Yeah, but I mean, they gotta, you know, uh, find their uh, spirit animal yeah. and uh, get their cutie mark. <laughs> <laughs> they they have to get the character development award. Uh, yeah, by finding their power. So, yeah, Kano finds his power by getting really mad at Kung Lao, who is um, mocking him for being like weak and evil. Um, uh, Sonia is down because she's the only one who doesn't have a mark and therefore can't participate uh, or get magic powers Jax is still unconscious with his arms missing they 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 apparently knew where he was and picked him up um, uh, Jim is sad because he can't unlock his powers because he has no emotional. He has no personality. <laughs> basically, like he he has no emotional connection to fighting, so he can't like mm. get into it. I guess. Um, and Liu Kang and Kung Lao are just pretty cool. Like they've been training their whole lives, so they already have magic fire and magic blade hat. Uh, mm. Yeah, his magic power is his high tech hat. Exactly. Um. So yeah, Kano unlocks his eye beam. He's not a cyborg in this one. Oh, he just has an eye. Yeah, beam. his his magic power is eye beam. Um. Oh. And then, at so yeah, all the characters have their things to do. And at some point, um, Shang Tsung gets Cabal to, cause. Like all the all the villainous characters um, are around at this point. It's like Cabal, Melina, um, Sub Zero. Oh, there's one or two more. Cabal, Melina, and Sub Zero are the main ones. There's uh, a girl with wings whose name I forget. Um. Hmm. I mean, and so if Molina's there, I guess that implies Katana's around somewhere. Yeah, they they don't really. There's a reference to Shao Kahn, but he's not actually mm. in the movie. Oh. Um, so I, they're probably saving that for a potential sequel, which I have no idea what the status on that is, because I have. I mean, it might be part three because from what I've heard, this one doesn't even have the tournament. No, it doesn't. So, unless they rush through the tournament, that would probably be the second movie. Yeah, on on this one, it's just Shang Tsung, um, like trying to trying to kill them before the tournament even yeah. starts. Yeah, he he wants to win the tournament before it even starts. Um, so yeah, ev- eventually Kano switches sides, um, and there's a there's a bunch of one on one fights. Uh, like in in the in the training pit where the training montage has happened. Uh, so, Kung Lao kills the the woman with wings by throwing his hat on the ground like vertically and flying her into it, <laughs> slicing her in half. Yeah. And then he does the line like "fatality, flawless victory." He's <laughs> <was> like, "What?" He's <laughs> like. Okay. It's like, yeah, I get that reference, but also, what the fuck? 
Um, yeah, I guess if Shao Kahn's not around to say it, somebody's got to say it. Yeah, <clears throat> right, I get it. There's a few times that happens. Like when, when they're training, uh, Kung Lao's the announcer, and he's like, fight. <laughs> um, Does anybody pop up and say toasty? <laughs> no, I, I wish. Um, yeah, I mean, they should, if they do the second one and they have a tournament and Scorpion breathes fire on someone, someone in the crowd should pop up and say, Toasty! Yeah. I wish that I wish they did that on the fi- on the final fight, but we'll we'll get to that. Um, there's a lot of one-on-one fights. Kung Lao kills the flying woman, whose name I wish I could remember. Um, Jim Everyman has already gone home to his family because he couldn't unlock his power. Um, mm. So they send Goro after him, um, and he, you know, protecting his family gives him his power. Of course, uh, you can see that coming yep. a mile away. Um, yep, Mister Relatable. Yep, and his power is impenetrable body armor, <laughs> which absorbs damage, mm. which he can then use to. Um, attack with it it's it's like the black panther armor um okay kind of so like i guess that's useful for a fighting tournament if you can't get hurt yeah it's it's only like on his chest and arms though like like it doesn't cover his head so he could presumably be decapitated (laughs) if goro wasn't a fucking idiot um Mm. But yeah, he he like forms weapons out of nothing. Um, um, I th- I think Raiden Raiden gives him the gives him the Hanzo dagger from like hundreds of years ago when Sub Zero killed uh, uh, Hasashi Hanzo. Who, if you don't know. Mortal Kombat lore turns out to be Scorpion. Um, mm. So yeah, he's he's a descendant of Scorpions, the okay. which is the most um, like Mary Sue <laughs> explanation for powers ever. Um, but mm. yeah, so they all fight um, Shang Tsung. Uh, steals Kung Lao's soul. Um, Jax like lifts a rock off of um, Sonya, who so, so Jax gets his powers, which is because um, the 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 monks uh, like gave him like really shitty robot arms, but mm. when when Jax needs more powers needs more power to to lift the rock off of Sonya to save her life. He gets like the the big buff metal arms that um that we we see in all the games. So he can magic his arms to be better off. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Which like what what would have what would have his powers have been if he didn't lose his arms? So does Sonya have like magic kicks or something? No, um, at at this point she doesn't have any powers, but she she. But does she end up getting magic? Yeah, because it seems like everybody has magic in this she, version. She she does eventually, like the all all the fights and um, like Kung Lao and the Bird Woman have died. 
and at at this point um the the humans are like Raiden we know you can't interfere but can you like they're trying to ruin the tournament can you just like teleport one of us and one of them like to an equal fight so we can like have an actual tournament so Raiden does that mm. like Jax kills a guy with the hammer um Sonya kills Kano um so now now since she killed a person with a mark she has a mark so now she can get magic um shooty bracelet powers um okay yeah Jax kills his guy Sonya kills her guy um so it's just Jim and Liu Kang fighting Melina and Cabal. Um, Liu <laughs> Kang kills Cabal by like throwing him in oil, and he does the the fire dragon fatality, where mm. um, like he he forms a giant fire dragon and like bites him, but. Instead of, like, biting him in half, it just, like, lights him on fire. Which oh. is kind of lame, to be honest. Yeah, especially with no toasty. Yep. And, uh, Jim Everyman can't kill Molina, and that's when Sonya just shows up out of nowhere and blasts a hole in her chest and kills Molina. Mm. Um... And then it turns out Sub-Zero stole... Jim's family, so he goes to fight Sub-Zero, and then Scorpion shows up, and they have, like, a an epic final battle in a frozen-out MMA gym, um, where Jim is trying to save his frozen family by punching ice, and Scorpion and Sub-Zero have a, a pretty cool um, fight. Like mm. the, the the story and characters are kind of weak. Like not not bad, I would I would say, but like not super interesting. Like it's it's very much like a video game movie. Mm. Um just with pretty good fights. My microphone fell. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I guess I'll have to cut that part. Yeah, sorry. Um but yeah, it, it's it's a decent movie. Like it's entertaining, if if not like really special in any way. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of neat that you know, because it seems like every other Mortal Kombat movie is just the plot of the first game over again with the tournament. Yeah. So I guess it's. I mean, so on the one hand, it's interesting that they did something other than the tournament. On the other hand what they did is just setting up for the tournament right like it's it's a they just do a tournament at the end of the movie like it's just one-on-one fights well it's it's two one-on-one fights and one two-on-two fight but it it ends up Mm. not really mattering Uh, like and the the climax is scorpion versus sub-zero which you know like why wouldn't you but also, uh, yeah. I mean, they're they're the poster children of the yeah. series. 
but yeah, like if 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 you get a chance to watch it, I'd watch it. Um, mm. Like it was pretty entertaining. It's just not there's not much to it. Like it, it's it's probably like on par with the original Mortal Kombat movie, just like less cheesy. Mm. Um. Yeah, no, it's it's the kind of movie that I will probably rent when it comes yeah like it it's a good rental movie like if you could rent it for a few bucks just you know like have a have a nice afternoon (laughs) like where where you you don't think about things and watch people blow holes in each other Mm. um also they set up for johnny cage at the end oh yep yeah i think i heard about that yeah like so supposedly like they 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 reference a lot of uh like Mortal Kombat characters like they Nightwolf was apparently a a previous um like a participant in a previous tournament um okay. and like Shao Kahn was on a mural um of winning a previous tournament but and like like I said, they they set up for Johnny Cage in the in the sequel. Mm. But I mean, they, there's tons of Mortal Kombat characters, so they can go literally anywhere with it. Mm. I wish they didn't kill Kung Lao though. I really like him in a stupid spinning bladed hat. Yeah, I mean, it being Mortal Kombat, they can bring people back, but usually when they do, it's like zombie versions from netherworld or something yeah oh the the final fight ends with um scorpion burning sub-zero to death with his skeleton breathing fire thing Mm. which yeah yep to set up for the other sub-zero to come in yep i'm I'm kind of upset that they didn't have Sub Zero rip somebody's spine out. Because hmm. it's like they they did the heart fatality, they did the fire breath fatality, they did the the dragon fatality, but they didn't do the the spine. Maybe they're saving that for a sequel. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they already used up the whole effects budget on that big dragon. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's, there's like, 19 Sub-Zeros at, at this point in Mortal Kombat lore. Yeah. There's at least... Well, yeah, I mean, the whole Lin Kuei tribe seem like they're all... Like, each one is a yeah. Sub-Zero. So they could have another Sub-Zero rip somebody's spine out if they wanted to. Yeah. Like, they, the only hero in this movie that dies is Kung Lao, and he gets his soul stu- sucked out, so, like, he doesn't actually die. Hmm. Like all, all the all the bad guys die in like a horrible ways. <laughs> like um Okay, so maybe when they kill Shang Tsung they release his soul and then he's back. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that might be what happens. Um like Cabal burns to death, the 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 girl with wings gets cut in half, um like Goro gets disemboweled. <laughs> um Melina gets a hole shot straight through her chest. Um, Jax 
I mean, that's weird that, you know, where Melina has so much, like, personal history with Katana that they would put her in a movie without Katana and then kill her in that same movie. They, I'm, I'm sure they just wanted another, like, female character that can be, like, exclusively a villain. Whereas, hmm. like, Jade and Katana usually have a little more going on. Yeah, and I, I guess they can just, you know, get a new Melina out of a clone vat or something. Yeah. Like, they, they could have replaced her with, like, Baraka or somebody like that. But I, I get the feeling that they wanted more um, women in the movie. Because mm. all, all they really had were Sonya and the the flying woman <laughs> whose name I, I probably could mm. have looked up at this point. Yeah. Um, well, and, and Jim's family, but... Yeah, but they're they're not fighters. No, they're they're just like they're props. Yeah, they're they're plot devices for his superpowers. Yeah, he cannot have any uh, growth of his abilities unless they're put in danger somehow. Yeah. So. Yep. So if he wants to really get powerful, he just needs to find ways to put them in danger <laughs> so he can rescue them. He needs to like almost drown them but then save them at the last second yeah it is no yeah he just rigs up like you know like he cuts the brake lines on their car and then when they become endangered from that his powers will increase to save him. it's like in dragon ball z like saiyans get a power boost whenever they they are close to death but pull through so like hmm. they could blast a hole in themselves um and then heal up and they should be like significantly more powerful every time but they don't do that even though like mm. they have people with healing powers and magic beans yeah. that heal you <laughs> mm. but yeah that's mortal kombat i i'd recommend it as a rental it it's mm. it's a fun watch it doesn't have the cool techno. It has significantly less interesting music than the original Mortal Kombat movie. Mm. Like it, it's cool. It fits the the music. The music fits the scenes, but you know, it's not you know, get up and dance in your seat <laughs> type. Mm. But yeah, yeah. No, I remembered when I rented Tanet. I also rented Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh boy! And it was it was fine. Um, I mean, it's a Disney animated movie that comes with everything you would expect from a Disney animated movie. Um, so I'm, I well, I, I it's it's not really a princess movie in the way that you know a lot of Disney. So it, I guess it's different in that way. But yeah, it's like it's an okay, you know, decent action adventure fairy tale ish kind of thing. I don't know. I got some like Moana vibes off of it a little bit. Um, it's got wacky side characters who are there for comedy, and you know, get moments that it's like kind of heartfelt, but mostly just comedic. I don't know. I mean. I don't know. So it's, it's like, like a Marvel movie. Of, yeah, it, it's, it's 
like hard to pin down, you know, the movie didn't impress me that much. Uh, but it also didn't disappoint me, really. It was fine. You know, it the was ending, exactly what I you think, expected. was strong enough. Yeah, like, the ending of it was strong enough to kind of quell any complaints I had from the rest of it. Okay. So, but the ending also wasn't strong enough that I came out of it, like, in, um, Onward, where, like, most of the movie was like, meh, and then I got to the end, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm crying now, because this is so good. Um, it wasn't that level. It was, it was just, meh. okay. I mean, uh, I guess, uh, let's see, quick summary of a thing I watched, like, a week and a half ago, I think. Yeah. Um, it, okay, so it's, kind of like a fairy tale-ish version of I don't know if it's China or if it's more like Tibet maybe it's it's these like five kingdoms that are all based around a lake that's in the shape of a dragon because once upon a time there used to be dragons in the world who um I don't know did magical stuff but then uh these I don't remember what they're called. There's like these shadow monster things that are rampaging around and they're deadly to everything they touch. And they are apparently born out of humans being shitty, I guess. Um, and the dragons in like one final stand against these shadow monster things um, like combined their powers into Voltron? Like, Raya the Last Dragon. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, Raya the Last Dragon you know, used whatever spirit bomb thing they put together to push back all the shadow monsters, but it also turned all the dragons to stone. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so the human kingdoms each have a name that's, like, dragon anatomy adjacent. There's, like, the fang and the claw and the, the scales and the... I, I don't remember. The heart is the, the one that we're mostly based in that's where uh, raya is from so it's captain and planet rules yeah now heart is like the center one which is also the territory where there's like this magic gemstone thing that is like the remainder of that magic that the dragons did to you know save the world from the shadow monster thingies um and it's also like the only magic left in the world so um the like raya is i guess a princess so it's a princess story again because her father is like the leader of heart and he's trying to get everyone in the world to come together and uh become a unified you know single nation again and they're all suspicious of it and have their own you know kind of greedy agendas and I don't remember how, somehow like a fight ends up breaking like uh, I know that there's this one girl who like becomes friends with Raya but actually is using her because her parents who are the leaders of I think Fang um, wanted her to get close so she could find this magic stone thing and steal it for their kingdom so she and Raya get in a fight trying to you know over the, the stone and the stone I don't know so, somehow the stone ends up breaking it breaks into a bunch of pieces, and all the, you know, world leaders are there, and they all run in, and they grab their piece, and they run off, and the shadow monsters all break loose because the spell holding them is broken because the 
magic rock is broken. Um, and only the pieces of the magic rock can hold back the monsters, otherwise anything that gets touched by the monsters turns into a stone statue version of itself. Hmm. Um, so Raya's father gets turned to a stone statue, but not before giving her, you know, one of the shards and throwing her off a bridge, so she, like, gets to swim away while everybody else Because, also, shadow monster things can't travel in water, because water is one of, like, the magic blessings of the dragons on the world. So, so then we cut, like, ten years in the future, I think. Like, Raya is now an adult, and the world is like a dusty post-apocalypse where, you know, people are kind of gathered in these few cities that remain that have the shards to protect them from the roaming shadow things that are just turning people to stone everywhere else. Um, and so... Raya does, like, some Indiana Jones temple diving and ends up finding, um, I think, like, a spell or something that lets her summon the last dragon who was a dragon that was, you know, the, the dragon who used the magic thing and was the last one to turn to stone. Um, that dragon comes back and she's kind of quirky and awkward and doesn't, uh, initially realize that, you know, however many thousands of years have passed since that event. Um, she thinks it's just the present day. But they, um, you know, have to go on an adventure to try to get all the pieces of this magic sphere thing back so they can um, do the spell again and get the, um, you know, all the shadow things gone and whatnot. Um, and so, yeah, like a lot of... Um, traveling around, meeting quirky characters, and having fun adventures, and the friend who betrayed her way back when, um, who's also grown up now, is, uh, you know, she becomes involved, and it's like, you know, like, she's trying to, um, also fix the world, because, you know, she didn't mean to fuck it up so bad, but because reasons mostly involving her parents, it you know, there's just, I don't know, there's a lot of, um, like, back and forth on, you know, whether they can trust her or not, and, uh, yeah. whether she can trust them or not, um, you know, the, like, the whole message of the movie, I guess, is about, like, it being important to extend trust to people who haven't really earned it, <laughs> or who, uh, have, you know, are like i don't know it's 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 a movie that's about like trying to you know bridge differences between people and you know have like groups of people you know trusting each other and working together and yeah i mean i think even you know that they end up getting all the pieces of the magic rock thing but the only way for the spell to work is for them all to trust each other like trust is like absolute you know it was like a thing the dragons had in each other and it's a thing that they have to have to make it happen and so yeah it, it's a little heavy-handed of a um you know everybody needs to work together even when it's difficult kind of story yeah. the moral but, of the story um, is that even if somebody ends the world it doesn't mean they're all bad yeah yeah, because they weren't trying to. They were just, you know, 
like, feeling, you know, uh, afraid of the fact that all this power was in the hands of a different group and they wanted it to be on their hands instead. And, um, and yeah, I mean, so it's like, I, I don't know that the message entirely works or is, like, the brightest thing they've put out there, but whatever it the movie worked well enough that I didn't hate it um, I just I feel like I've mixed feelings on it as a whole um, but it, it, it sounds like a perfectly fine movie that yeah you don't have to watch but you could yeah I mean you won't regret watching it um, <laughs> but you know, it, it's no Cruella. You know, there's no uh, Dalmatians <laughs> barking at Cruella's parents and chasing them off a cliff to uh, convince her to go on a dog murdering spree. Except she doesn't go on a dog murdering spree. She, she's actually a good person in this one. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen that movie. I've just heard people's takes on it, and so yeah, some dumb stuff that honestly is kind of expected because that's how all these live action Disney movies have been I mean was anybody surprised that they went the Maleficent route with Cruella of making her not the bad guy and erasing the bad thing that she did I, I can't wait to like, see how Frollo like actually did a bunch of really nice charity work <laughs> yeah yeah that the Frollo you know was just you know looking out for uh Quasimodo's well-being, because he knew that the world would just treat him badly if he let him out of the yeah. tower. <laughs> see, what what other? Um, yeah, I bet. You know, it, it. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I could just keep going yeah. with like. I bet this. About the Scar movie or the Hades movie or the yeah. Jabbar movie. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe not Jafar, because they actually did a live-action movie. Um, well, yeah, and we also had a live-action Lion King that was fully animated. <laughs> <laughs> the, there's nothing that sums up, like, modern Disney better than that. Mm. It's like... <laughs> we... I think it's still getting a sequel, too. Oh, my God. it made enough money that they can make uh, Lion King 2, except probably not that Lion King 2, probably a different Lion King 2. Disney fans are weird. Mm. Like, I love a bunch of Disney animated movies, but... Actually, Ursula. I mean, I know they're making a Little Mermaid live action, but an Ursula live action I could absolutely see happening in the same vein as... Cruella and Maleficent <laughs> where she's not actually the bad guy no like Triton actually did her wrong and she's just trying to make the best of a bad situation yeah I mean I could see it basically playing out like Maleficent where you yeah. see she was wronged and then she becomes friends with the girl who she you know wronged in the original version but doesn't in this version they actually you know become like friends yeah, have, like a maternal relationship, and then protects her from the shitty father. <laughs> Ursula got her eels like 
from a from an uh, an abandoned eel shelter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she actually gives like Ariel good dating advice about maybe not <laughs> rushing into this thing with uh, some guy she just saw. Yeah. Like you don't even know his name. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, sure. He's got legs. They all have legs. Yeah. Every one of them has legs. It's not the legs you got to look out for. It's what's yeah. between them. <laughs> the the micro penis. <laughs> oh my god. Jay, did you ever know that you're my hero? <laughs> yeah, I'm everything you wish you could be. Yep. I can fly higher than an eagle because you're the wind beneath my wings. Yep. Yeah. We're we are the lamest white people. <laughs> yeah. Well, but nobody listens to this, so it's fine. Yep, it's very okay. If if you are yeah. if you are not a lame white person, like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I was trying to. Remember. Yeah, I watched the other day. Of I was on, cause um, okay, that was a breaking news. Uh, Amazon bought MGM, a studio that has been on the verge of bankruptcy for the last I don't know how many decades. Uh, has finally been bought by a bigger organization. Um, and so I went on Amazon Prime video to see if uh, they'd started putting any of the Bond movies up yet. And I assume that, well, I don't know if there's contracts or not, because from what I've seen, it seems like most of them are only available for like rental or purchase. There's no like free streaming for most of them. So I'm sure at some point they'll end up on there. Hmm. Um but while I was browsing, I realized there was a bunch of videos, like movies, on there that I either hadn't watched or haven't watched in a while. Um, actually, that reminds me, if we watch Alien Resurrection, that one's on there for free right now. Because, like, all the Alien ones are on there for free right now. Um, well, we could just watch Alien. <laughs> like, yeah. we could do Hellboy at a different point point. just watch Alien. Okay. I haven't watched... Just watch 1 through 4? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything beyond that, I really don't want to. Okay, because I, I, like, I've seen Alien plenty of times. I put Aliens on my list because I've seen it a couple times, but I feel like I haven't seen it enough times. I, um, I haven't watched the original Alien in a very long time. Hmm. Um. But then, yeah, because like I had seen that one on there, and I put it on my list of stuff to watch. But then I ended up settling on. Well, let's see. I watched Johnny English, which was <laughs> fun. Um, I mean, I didn't quite understand the logic toward the end, but I wasn't also fully paying attention to get, you know, why everyone would, you know, so willingly let this weirdo be crowned king and then, <laughs> uh, and then Johnny become, yeah. well, he doesn't become king. He just steals the crown and, you know, I don't know publicly shames this one asshole to the point that he you know says hey, this was my evil plan all along and I'm saying well yeah obviously i mean i i don't know uh but it was, it was a fun movie overall um some good gags um but then i also i watched 
a movie that, from what I can see, is only available for streaming. There's no disc version. There's no like version anywhere else. It's only for streaming on Amazon Prime. It and it's not like an original. It's just like an indie thing. Um, it's called Space Captain, Captain of Space. Oh my and god! And it is a really cheesy, like Flash Gordon style, black and white um, <clears throat> movie. It was a lot of fun. You know, this <laughs> uh, can't remember the main guy's name, but I mean, Space Captain. We'll just call him Space Captain. Yeah, it's just like an adventure kind of movie where it's like him and he has like a girlfriend who is the daughter of the president of the united states of earth uh who is she's like a scientist oh no we won some unknown field (laughs) that she doesn't know you know they ask her like what field are you like a scientist and she's like oh i i I don't know um and she her main thing is that she faints a lot like anytime something dramatic happens she faints um and there's uh, this guy named Chip who is supposed to be like the kid's sidekick, like Sailor Boy, but he's like a full adult. But he's <laughs> just acting like you know the like cheerful Sailor Boy, and he gets murdered multiple times. <laughs> he gets like mauled to death by there's like a giant house cat that's supposed to be like a tiger, but it's like a close up of a house cat, and it's just making tiger noises, nice. and it mauls him to death. Uh, and he gets like shot, and he gets stabbed. And, dies and then just comes back every time and everybody gets sick of it by the end they think he dies and they don't care um, and yeah no it was it was a fun silly movie that sounds awesome I don't, like, uh, and well like they're, they're doing like the the sci-fi tropey adventure plot but also there's like you know some character development is like space captain starts to become aware that like he doesn't really consider anybody else's feelings in anything he just you know dashes from one thing into the next and just assumes everybody's with him on it uh, so, so he's hardly he getting like yeah like he yeah it's a lot of those kind of jokes where he's like forced to become introspective and he doesn't know how to deal with it um oh oh boy mood yeah yeah <laughs> that sounds fun i don't watch nearly a much nearly as much like dumb random shit as i used to mm. yeah i mean i do sometimes and it's usually on amazon prime because usually what they have are either big name movies that i've already seen or just don't care about and um and then a bunch of weird low budget stuff yeah there used to be a lot of like weird random shit on netflix but Mm. now there's like nothing on netflix that isn't a netflix original so yeah now all the other studios have pulled their stuff back yeah sigh borgman yeah um do you have a joke to end on? <laughs> um, well, until next time, Jack every man. <laughs> yes. That's your homework. I agree. Jack every man.
the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>